I am Jason Shellcross. My esteemed colleague, Alex Krogh, is here with me as well. And we are the Fantasy Football <laughs> Sackos. Back again for episode two. And I say back again because here we are. This is... <laughs> What an electric start. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the energy is palpable. I am over the moon excited for today's topic. episode 103. Dude, how do you for year three? Yeah, I literally just separated all of our crap into different folders and I lumped the previous 101 episodes into season into a folder called season one and two. <laughs> hey. Season three, baby. Here we are. Sackles are back. Talking fantasy football. We're dust. We're uh, dusting off the roster. I don't know what what we're doing. Not uh, to be confused with Hopkins. They okay? Yeah. Uh, great job there. Insert football player name. Um, we have a lot of great stuff lined up for you guys this season um, because it's the off season, which is like prime fantasy football season um alex the and draft I, is the best part yeah yeah the the fantasy football draft is the best part but i feel like the hype starts building april into may and now here we are baby i want fantasy football content myself so why not create some um sure we have a lot of great stuff lined up for you guys this off season the 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 real crown jewel is the sack of sheet um it is a one-stop shop, uh, smart sheet PDF that has everything you could possibly need for this upcoming fantasy football season. Uh, it has tiered rankings by position rankings, overall rankings. Uh, it has sleepers. It has busts. Uh, your bye weeks. It has a video link for each and every player on the sheet. We've sure. researched, recorded, filmed, edited, posted. You just click the player and it takes you to a minute or two video. More than a hundred player videos for the last two months. You guys are sleeping. We're up late recording. That's what Sackos do, baby. Just trying to. Do- no, it's it's. And and I'm going to be honest with you. They don't suck. I, I've already watched them multiple times. One, one for some of the tight ends, I forgot to turn my mic on. That kind of sucks, but I mean, I'm a sacko, so I'm not sure what you're expecting. But the the information in all of the videos is is really really high quality, and uh, I hope you guys will check it out. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. We're probably going to be launching the sacko sheet for sale uh, next month. So July, July, July. All right, but with that, we're diving into it. Let's go faces in new places. NFC edition. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Crow. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos back better than ever, ready to talk fantasy freaking football. Uh, we are talking our topic today is basically faces in new places. We're just going to be given a high-level rundown um, of all of the NFC teams in this edition of our podcast, just talking around just general outlook and moves made through the draft and free agency 
for every NFC team. If you want to hear our high-level takes on AFC teams, please listen to our Faces in New Places AFC edition podcast, which was put out what should be last week. Um, you know, the NFC sucks. I'm not ta- I'm not I'm not starting with the North. I know the North is first in our list. I'm not starting there. I'm ending there because we're Bears. But, but they're fans. all bad. The AFC is just so much better. So than which the NFC. which one it's is so much which, better? Which division is the biggest dumpster fire? Is it the East? <laughs> it's the East or the North? Oh, okay. Well, I'm, uh, I've and already the South decided has I'm, some trash too. The South has a lot of trash, honestly. It's uh, like there's some horrific football teams. I think by ranking out of the East or the South, just looking at these two, it has to be the East just because they have Washington and the Giants. Um, okay. Well, let's start with the, let's, <laughs> let's start with the NFC. It's just so bad. Let's start with the NFC East. Um, talk to me. Gosh, how do we keep people listening when we start a show? Let me talk about up? the Cowboys. Yeah, okay. We we love, we love the Cowboys. Dallas. We love the Dallas Cowboys last year. I, I think we were a little too high on Dak coming back from that injury that he had where he just destroyed his leg. We're we're glad he's back healthy. He actually had a pretty decent season last year. He finished with nearly 4,500 yards and 37 touchdowns. And it doesn't feel like he finished as quarterback seven. But he was pretty good last year, and th- that entire offense was pretty good. Amari Cooper's gone. He's in Cleveland. So you're going to see the emergence of CeeDee Lamb. You have Dalton Schultz, who was great last year, finishing his tight end three. And uh, they resigned Gallup, who's coming back from a torn ACL, so probably not somebody we're going to be going to be looking at all that much because of that inju- injury history. But Zeke is going so late in drafts, and it doesn't make any sense. He's a perennial top 10 running back every year. And that's not where he's being drafted. No, I'm doing mocks and he's going in the third round. Every time I do a mock draft, I'm like, he's not, he can't be there. He cannot stay there. That's asinine. There's no way. He needs to go at the turn of the first and second round in my mind. Like that's about how high I value Zeke is basically a full round ahead of where he's currently going. It's wild that he's going that late. He's a three down running back. He played through an injury last year and he's still at a thousand yards rushing and 10 touchdowns and he had 47 catches. Like he, he's still a top 10 running back. By the way, I I totally got freaking roasted on Twitter uh, because I thought I tweeted out like the only thing on Twitter that catches any traction are like controversial tweets. And yeah. so I thought I posted a bit of a hot take when I said, don't be surprised to see Dalton Schultz finish as a top three tight end in 2022. He finished as tight end three last year. So somebody, yeah. somebody responded back. I won't be, he's already done it. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it's true. Just kidding. Literally. Not a hot take. He literally was tight end three last year, but like Andrews, I just Kelsey Schultz yeah, in that I, order last year. I just don't think Schultz is the guy you think about for that. But Man, what a season he had. I'm pumped to see him uh, continue to flourish without Amari and his freed up 100 targets and how those get redistributed across the team. Uh, They also lost Cedric Wilson, um, who looked pretty dang good at first spurts last year as well. 
You mentioned Gallup probably not being healthy to start the season. Right now, Jalen Tolbert is running with the ones and twos in camp. I think he is a great sleeper potential guy, um, especially if he's starting off across from CeeDee Lamb. So I like him as a rookie early this season. Um, Man, Zeke has to be drafted earlier. Dak, talk to me about Dak. He finished his quarterback seven. We yeah. have him ranked lower than that. If he would finish his quarterback seven, granted it was lower than we had him ranked. Why do we have him as a fringe quarterback? We just like other guys more, I guess. I, I, I don't, I don't know why it just happened. Yeah. I like Lamar got hurt last year. So that's, that's at least a small piece of it. I, I just, uh, I just couldn't get him higher. I feel like it's a little bit because I was snake bitten by him last year, even though he's still really good. Like, yeah. it, it's hard to like. So part of it's Deshaun Watson being up there, but you can't put Dak in front of Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, even Jalen Hurts. Uh, so yeah, he just kind of falls down there. Tom, I mean, Tom Brady's ahead of him probably. Uh, depending on how your how your scoring system is, and he didn't give you that much on the ground last year because of because of those injuries and because he's not giving you that many rushing yards. Quarterbacks who are giving you the rushing yards are being or I value a little bit more than him. Yeah, um, I'm going to give a little bit away here. My one of my key draft strategies so far this year has been to go for Dalton Schultz in round six and Dak in round seven. That's their current ADPs for the two of them. I love that stack. I want it this year. I think you get to wait on quarterback this year. I've been saying it. We've been saying it for a couple of years now. Uh, Dak in round seven ADP is kind of, kind of tasty. It is. All right, let's move on from Dallas. Shall we? Let's go from first to worst. Talk to me about, the Giants and all three I guys. You were say Washington. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could be. Thought about it. I, I did think about it, but we have more guys ranked in Washington than we do for the Giants. So I figured, hell, it's true. Yeah, um, it's it's a good question, right? Because I love Brian Dable. I, I thought he was the best available head coaching candidate. He's replacing uh, Joe Judge, who is the definition of a dumpster fire from a head coaching perspective yeah. and, and just the terrible offense that they ran. So I do think their offense is going to be better. I, I do think he's going to get more out of Daniel Jones, who does have pretty good legs and a healthy Saquon is going to go a long way to making this offense viable. I guess they, they have pretty good weapons on the outside between Kadarius, Tony Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay. So I think there's potential here. Oh, Saquon, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. Or something like that. Um, You You love Saquon. I like Saquon this year. He's been injured for the last two years, tore his ACL, and he looked just so much slower, but he's two years back from it now. And so... He he also had a terrible start of the season because of the defenses he was playing last year. And So that's part of it, too. And Dable has come out and pledged to get the ball into Saquon's quads. I mean, hands uh, in whatever means necessary, uh, splitting him out wide, doing whatever they have to do to uh, to get the ball into Saquon's hands. I think he has a bounce back season. 
Uh, he had 91 catches on 120 targets when he was a rookie. Like the guy has shown that he can handle the volume. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that's like CMC territory. Yeah, and you can get Saquon in the third round. Like, what is going on with these ADPs? They have to change. Um, yeah, Saquon's a, a huge target for me. Um, but yeah, outside of him, Tony in like the 11th round. That's it. Yeah, Kenny Galladay would have fall from grace, right? Where he was a top five wide receiver a couple of years ago for the Lions and did nothing last year and now he's not getting drafted. And Sterling Shepard, when he's healthy, usually puts up almost borderline flex numbers at worst. And he's also not being drafted. No. no. Like there, there is potential with this offense. And if Brian Dable milks the, the talent out of this offense a little bit, then it's, it's possible that... That there's there's some guys here. Yeah. Moving on down the road, shall we? Uh, down to D.C. Let's talk about the Washington Commanders. Um, <laughs> nice job. Right? Yeah. All right. So they changed their name. All right. Uh, on to the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Terry McLaurin. He really wants out of there and he wants a new contract so bad. Um. Wouldn't you if Carson Wentz was throwing you the ball? Yeah, I would. I mean, I don't know. I just Antonio Gibson and McKissick. I think McKissick has to take over third downs. Gibson we have as a mid-range RB2 this season. Terry finishes an RB1 last year, finishes an RB1 as a rookie. Terry we have as an RB2. Yeah. We have Terry as a low end wide receiver too. It's just like they're they're a quarterback away. So well, they think it's Wentz, but we don't think it's Wentz. No. Yeah, I uh this is just an offense that I'm probably overall avoiding just because I I don't like it. I, I just don't like the skill positions and the quarterback won't make them better. Agree. All right, talk to me about Philly then. What about uh, the addition of AJ Brown? Big things coming yeah. out of Philly. Yeah, big, uh, big draft day trade, right? With AJ Brown going from Tennessee to Philly, getting a huge contract, and I think this hurts Devonta Smith uh, pretty, pretty bad. Um, so, I, um, I'm, I'm not that big of an AJ Brown fan because, to like. Are we sure that he's that much better or worse of a of a quarterback than like Lamar Jackson is, right? He's never really supported that great of a wide receiver. He's never really supported at least Lamar has supported Andrews to be great. I, I wouldn't consider Dallas Goddard in, in that even close to being in the same class. And they get to the goal line and Hurt sneaks it in. And if you're a Miles Sanders owner who had zero touchdowns last year on 750 yards that kind of sucks like i i i'm not planning on on buying aj brown he's going way too early in drafts for me and he might be good but i think he's being drafted at his ceiling and uh i'm I'm not willing to pay for that yeah i think devonta's being drafted at his ceiling too um i'm just not convinced that there's going to be enough balls thrown uh for to to make Devonta Smith viable this year. Um 
he was wide receiver 29 last year. Um, Sneaky. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, he had just over 100 targets, 64 catches, 900 receiving yards, scored five times. But their quarterback, you know, Hurts had 140 rushing attempts last season and 10 rushing touchdowns. Like, they get close by any means necessary, and then Hurts and Sanders rushing in. Like, or, well, I mean, Gainwell had five touchdowns and, and Sanders had zero. Or Boston Scott had a, had didn't he have like a three touchdown week or something? Like, they, I, I don't know. It's just a kind of a random offense. Yeah. I, I think Devonta gets releva- relegated to a wide receiver two role, and there's just not enough balls being passed around to make either two really special. And I'm going to pass on both this year at their current ADPs, unfortunately. And Jalen Hurts is a guy that has way more value in a four points for passing touchdown league than a six points for passing touchdown league. So if he's in a, if you're in a league that only that does six for a passing touchdown, I'm not taking Jalen Hurts. And if it's only four, then I, he'd be more of a target because of those rushing touchdowns. He, he just doesn't have like he had 16 passing touchdowns last year, nine picks. Theoretically, that'll go up a little bit, right? Uh, with, with AJ Brown being there, it's just not. I, I don't know. I just don't think he's going to have more than. I'd be shocked if he had more than twenty-five passing touchdowns. Yeah. All right, on to the NFC South, shall we? Um, Ufta. Let's start with Tampa Bay. <laughs> Let's start with it's Tampa a, Bay. It's um, bad. Not a whole lot of changes here. Uh, they did lose Ronald Jones to the Kansas City Chiefs. They added Rashad White through the draft, who I think is just a backup to Lenny. Um, and I think Lenny is solidified as a top 10 back again this season. Three down Lenny. Yeah, three down Lenny is what it's going to be all year. And I think he actually uh, has a real good chance to have more than the 69 nice receptions that he had last year. Uh, you didn't even give me a chance. Sorry. Uh, receptions that he had last year because Chris Godwin, there's, a, I think, a pretty good chance that he's not healthy enough to start the year. And if Chris Godwin starts out to begin the season, then I think you have a lot more checkdowns. Mike Evans becomes a firm wide receiver one. And then Russell Gage. Yeah. I think we're too low on him, honestly. I think he could easily be a wide receiver two for as long as Godwin is out. Yeah, I, I, he's kind of a sneaky play, right? I, most people probably think Russell Gage is still on Atlanta, and he's not. He's on a different team in that division, and and one that that is pretty loaded on offense. Uh, Brady's gonna. Uh, Brady didn't get uh, Bruce Arians out of that uh, head coaching role for no reason. Like he 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 did not get along with him, and he's gonna run the offense that he wants, and that's a lot of short, quick passes, and. Russell Gage will fill that spot uh, until Godwin comes back. Godwin's a guy that if he starts on the pup, you want nothing to do with him. If he's starting the year healthy, you want everything to do with him. And so yeah, and Russ, yeah, it's it. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and Russell Gage is going in the eleventh round. Yeah, that's that's a lot of value there, and and he could start out like a house on fire at the start of this. Like he's a guy that that could give you like a wide receiver one week the first week right and and then you trade him so uh yeah it's a it's a fun offense and and we both like tom brady he is somehow defeating father time he retired he's back now uh after his failed uh 
attempt to go to the Miami Dolphins with Sean Payton kind of got blown up if you read anything about that, which is kind of fun. So, um, yeah, it's uh, he's back in Tampa Bay. He's got a great offense. You expect him to put up pretty big numbers. He had 43 touchdowns last year and 5,300 yards as a 44-year-old. It's just absolutely amazing. And uh, as long as he stays healthy, this offense is not going to be bad because Brady's not going to let it. All right. Talk to me about New Orleans. What do you think about uh, Kamara, Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston, who's limping around? Yeah, she sure is. They added Jarvis Landry and, and Chris Olave through the draft as well. There's some good position, uh, skill position players here, right? Um, I, I, I think the offense will be fine. Like Sean Payton is gone, but but the OC that's been there forever is still there. And Carmichael, uh, Dennis Allen, who was their defensive coach, uh, takes over the head coaching responsibilities. So yeah, I mean, Elvin Kamara is basically a, a running back one every year of his career so far. And that's not really where he's going in drafts. He's, he's going later than that. Um, and they're, they're going to give him the ball. He, he had a lot of carries last year, 240 for him, only less than 900 uh, rushing yards. So not like that offense just wasn't very good by the time they were having Simeon throw the ball and Taysom Hill was, was kind of limiting him. My guy, um, but he, he's like, hopefully he's not playing quarterback this year. And Jameis had a five touchdown game last year and a four touchdown game last year before he got hurt. The real question here though, is Michael Thomas, if he is coming back and is healthy, he's still like a top eight, uh, skill wide receiver guy in the league. Um, and people kind of forgot about him cause he sat out all last year, uh, recovering from an injury. I have a pretty good feeling that him and Sean Payton didn't get along very well. All right. <clears throat> Time for a very quick round of AD. Please me. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me, Michael Thomas, current ADP, Michael Thomas or Michael Pittman. It's probably Michael Pittman because he's got a better quarterback. Okay. Pittman is currently going right in front of Thomas. Um, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton. I would take Michael Thomas because he's done it before. Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson. I do really like Allen Robinson and we'll talk about him in the NFC West coming up here. Uh, but you would take Thomas because he's the number one and Robinson's the number two. Michael Thomas or DeAndre? Thomas because hopefully he's playing the whole year and not uh, uh, not suspended for six games. Assuming he still has not practiced at all before you draft. I don't like that. <laughs> People are still, I mean, it's brutal, but all right. Michael Thomas or Marquise Brown? Uh, I would take Michael Thomas. All right. Oof. That is yeah. a blind Den- dart throw. Dennis Allen says Michael Thomas is not yet ready. Expense expects him to be ready for training camp. I've heard he's, that before. He's currently going at the end of the fifth. So, hey, if it hits, you win. If it doesn't, you don't. You burned a fifth round pick. <laughs> yeah, I did last year. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you did. 
All right, uh, let's move on to the Carolina McCaffreys. I mean, Panthers. Um, is this the year CMC plays more than like four games? I think so. I, I'm, I have him at, at number two overall. Um, As do I. I. I understand that you've gotten burned, um, but I, I don't think that it should should impact you all that much. Honestly, is the first three years in the league. I don't think he missed a game. Uh, in 2019, 116 catches for a thousand yards. He had 1300 rushing yards and 15 rushing touchdowns. Like, I think if he stays healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if he's number one this year. And he, he ran He ran a route on like quote, like close to 50% of, of uh, snaps last year. Like they're just going to get him the ball. Yep, I completely agree. Um, and, a, and if you're if you're in a full PPR league, I think you could justify him going one one. Yeah, you could. Um, I'm excited that they brought in Ben McAdoo to oversee the offense. Um, you I are. Think, <laughs> I mean, a bit. <laughs> It just, it was bad last, it was real bad last year. I'll be the most excited if Baker ends up here, honestly. If Baker ends up here, oh, I'll be a little bit excited. Um, do you think DJ Moore finishes? We have him as basically a mid-range wide receiver too. I guess I'm higher than him. I'm higher on him than you are. Um, yeah, just slightly, right? Yeah, I mean, he had 163 targets last year, and part of that was just Cam Newton at Cam Newton throwing it five yards over his head every play, but <laughs> I I just <laughs> like that, that's a lot of targets. 163 targets is a lot. It should also be noted that Robbie Anderson quietly had 110 targets. Like they threw the ball a ton. Like they were getting smoked and the, and they were airing it out to their two guys. Now some of those targets are going to go to CMC or, or Chuba Hubbard, uh, d- d- depending. But uh, yeah, I. I feel like DJ Moore is, is kind of like going under the radar a little bit. Like pe- people overpaid a little bit for him last year. And uh, now he's going to go a little bit later because people didn't think he did anything last year, even though he finished as wide receiver 19. And Robbie Anderson. Yeah, he's not going. He's not getting drafted. Is he not getting drafted. He's free. Yeah. He had 110 targets last year and is free this year. I like that. All right. Last up, we have the Falcons. Yay. For the NFC South. Last up for the South. Um, You know, the big thing here is the quarterback change with Matt Ryan uh, being shipped off to Indy. Uh, You have Marcus Mariota coming to town. And then the addition of Desmond Ritter through the draft. Granted, it was a, a later draft, so not a lot of high draft capital being spent uh, on quarterback. Um, it's going to look rough. They also lost uh, Russell Gage. Um, Cordero Patterson was he basically... He was great last year. He was, well, he, because he had to be. He was basically on volume alone. Offense. You know, he had 153 carries. And another 70 targets, like the targets for running backs. Like if he, if he's going to have 70 targets again, count me in. But I just, I'd be surprised if it happened again. 
I think most are, or and, and not many people. Neither one of us have Patterson ranked at, in the top twenty-four at the position. So, eh, yeah, it's true. Know, they, they added Drake London, so they're going to have a comparable wide receiver one this year. How come every time you come around my London, London Bridge is all down like London, London, London? Oh goodness! And they added uh, Allgaier out of BYU through the draft. So yeah, you have competition there. So I, mean, I just it should be noted we're we're higher on Cordero Patterson than than the quote unquote uh, experts are. Um, he he was great last year. He he finished as a top ten running back, and if he still has running back eligibility, like I would have no problem pulling the trigger on him. They they don't really have anybody else. And keep in mind that uh, Calvin Ridley is still suspended due to gambling. So, um, yeah, I uh, th- this is going to be a, a pretty brutal offense. I, I would say the bright bright spot is going to be Kyle Pitts. Uh, we we expect him to be easily a top five tight end um, and and really explode in in year two. Get 110 targets last year. I would look for Mariota to to throw it to him early and often. There you go. All right, NFC West, man, a lot of talent on these teams. All right, uh, well, at, at least three of them. At least three of them. Let's start with the. Let's get the dumpster fire out of the way. Uh, in the Seattle Seahawks, um, you lose Russell Wilson, you lose Gerald Everett. Not that he was a big contributor. Um, Chris Carson looks like he's probably never going to run the rock again. I uh, hope he doesn't. I yeah, I hope he doesn't either. I hope that they do they give the Seahawks give Chris Carson the Tariq Cohen treatment that the Bears did where they keep him on for insurance and you know health medical issues, um, but he doesn't actually play. Um to that end, the Seahawks did draft Kenneth Walker, the third, uh the Doak Walker award winner out of Michigan State. Um You're a dope. I'm gonna keep saying that because it's fun. There's a K, Doke, D-O-A-K. Doke. I, don't, I don't care. It's okay. still fun. Uh, Doke Walker <laughs> Award winner, Kenneth Walker the third. Um, and, you know, the only... Drew Locke, Geno Smith. It didn't matter last year. Rashad Penny was like the running back one for the like the final month of the season. Yeah, Russ was back though and finally healthy at that point. So, I mean, do you think it's Penny's job? Do you think Walker takes it right away? Well, I mean, they did give Penny quite a bit of money to to come back on a one-year deal. I believe it's one year for $5 million. Uh, Yeah, he was running back one the last three or four weeks, right? Or maybe even six. He was great. Um, so, I, uh, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. Because they're they're not going to trust Drew Locke or Geno Smith to throw the ball. If they do throw the ball, I like DK Metcalf way more than I like Lockett because Metcalf is just way better than Lockett. Metcalf actually was putting up better numbers with Geno Smith than he was with Russell Wilson. Geno was pegging him. Yeah. Like, just tossing it up for DK to go get. So, yes, DK is rosterable. Will produce Lockett. I'm 100% stay away on. You brought up Penny's contract. It was 5.75 million. 
including a, a another four million dollar signing bonus, five million guaranteed. So, yeah. uh, they, they didn't I mean, pay him to have him do nothing. That's nine million. Yeah, they're not going to pay the guy nine milli just to sit on the sideline. So, and and he's a former first round pick, and he's been in the system for a long time. Yeah. So, if anything, I think it's one of those deals where Penny probably actually. Thinking this through more, I think Penny probably actually, because it's a one-year deal, like, they got Walker for four, so why not right. just milk Penny for one year, use up the last bit of him, because he always gets injured, and then lean on Walker if Penny gets hurt or as the season goes on. So. Yep. All right. Well, lots of rushing attempts in this offense. <clears throat> yeah, plenty of rushing attempts to go around. Let's move on to San Francisco if we can. Um, you know, the, we don't really have it highlighted as a loss, but Jimmy G has got to go. Um, it's going to be Trey Lance's ship to steer this season. I think it's going to look really ugly at times. Um, it could. I also but, think it could look really great at times, too. Well, it's going to look really great for Trey Lance, which is not going to be fair. The running backs. Like, I am down on the 49ers running backs because of Trey Lance, because yep. I mean, I look at Jalen hurts 10 touchdowns and I just think about Trey Lance. Right. And Elijah Mitchell is not going to get any because they are going to give the ball to the Debo at the goal line. It's yeah. or, or Ty Davis price who they drafted in the third round. Like, ugh. what about Kittle? Yeah, we uh, we actually have him outside the top five just because that's kind of how it worked out, honestly. You know, he, he was healthy for the most part last year uh, and I, we just ended up having him drop a little bit. Kelsey Andrews, Pitts, Waller, Schultz, Kittle is is how we, we, we kind of ended up and you can't really put Kittle above any of those other guys. He'll be good. He'll be fine. But he's limited by the Trey Lance factor. I agree. And I think he's probably going to miss Jimmy G uh, in, in stretches this season. But all right. That does it for San Fran. Let's move on to the Rams, shall we? Um, OBJ, I mean, Torres ACL. Probably isn't coming back, but might. Yeah, Torres ACL at the end of last season. You know, he's not under contract. He's not coming back. But uh, A-Rob, Allen Robinson, came over from Chicago to fill that need. Um, Quitter. You lose Robert Woods to Tennessee. Um, You know, for me, the big thing I'm looking for out of this offense, of course, Cooper Cup. Um, I mean, it has to be Cooper Cup. He's, I think, 191 targets. (laughs) Yeah, he's easily Uh both of our wide receiver ones going into this season. Uh, Not wide receiver, not a wide receiver one. He is our the wide receiver one going into this year. Uh, Cam Akers, I have him as a top 12 running back. Uh, Alex has him as running back 15 in his personal rankings. Which I think we both agree he has the upside to finish as an RB1. Um, yep. As he continues to, to get healthy and come back from that Achilles. But I think Akers is special. I think it's his gig to lose. I love his ADP, which I think is, what, still in the third round? So, 
Yeah, he's 34th he's a, overall. Yeah, he, he's a guy you're going to be deciding between him, Zeke, and Saquon. That's yeah. uh, that's that's tough, honestly. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's, I think still going to be another dominant offense. Um, I just I don't know if I'm going to be willing to spend the draft capital on a Rob. I, the only thing that makes me a little leery on Allen Robinson is just how invisible Robert Woods was at times last year. Because it was yeah it right. Was, so sometimes he he goes off for ten or twelve catches, and the next week he'll have like three. It, it was just Cooper Cup's thing, man. That's all it was yep. last year. Fun fun offense. They they should be equally as explosive this year as they were last year. All right, now the only team separating us from the gem that is the NFC North, <laughs> that high-powered, potent conference that everybody should fear, is uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, you got a lot going on here. Uh, Christian Kirk signed a mega deal to play for the hapless Jaguars. Chase Edmonds now is in Miami. Hollywood Brown came over and is reunited with Kyler, uh, who they played college together um, at Oklahoma. Uh, and then there's DeAndre Hopkins, who's starting the season on a six-game suspension. Whoops. Whoops. Um, Daryl Williams is there from Kansas City to back up James Conner. Kyler Murray starts out hot, hasn't finished well, looking for a new contract. And AJ Green's still there with Zach Ertz. There's a lot going on on this team. The offense has the weapons when DeAndre comes back. I think their defense is pretty meh. Um, Which is fine. Get in some shootouts. That's what it's going to be. Zach Ertz uh, averaged double digits when DeAndre was out last year. I think I like Zach Ertz if you completely whiff on tight ends. Like if not completely with, but like if you miss on Schultz, basically any of the top four or five guys. Yeah. I mean, he, he finishes tight end five last year. Very quietly. Yeah. He's our consensus seventh overall. Um, what about James Connor in his 15 rushing touchdowns? They liked giving him the ball at the goal line. That's for damn sure. He was really good. Uh, you I mean, their offense isn't going to change that much. You'd expect that to continue to happen, right? Um, it should also be noted that that they do have Rondale Moore, who they they drafted pretty early. Uh, so he he's another weapon that they have where they were uh, really focusing on getting the ball in his hands in space last year. But J- yeah, I mean, James Conner was really good for them last year. He, he can catch the ball to the backfield and he was just a horse down at the goal line. Over under James Conner, 13 touchdowns. I mean, you have to take the under, but what about what about nine and a half? Do you think he hits I double would digits? Take the, I would take the over. Ooh. I think I like 10 as a magic number. It's not three, but it's good. Okay. 10 is your magic number. Oof. That's a bit high for me. I just. It is, but he had a couple like two touchdown weeks last year and like they're going to they're going to move the ball. There should be plenty of opportunities for him for them to score and for him to score as a result. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the most potent division in football. 
And that is the NFC North. Um, I Again, I want to get as much of the trash out of the way as possible. So uh, by getting the trash out of the way, we definitely have to start with the Green Bay Packers and, and that trash team. Um, they suck. <laughs> Now, but, but they're by far and away the best. Although, actually, I like Minnesota more from a fantasy perspective, probably. I might like Minnesota more in general. Like, losing Devontae is going to hurt them. Very, I think very bad. Um, I, they're just going to crowd the line. It's going to be hard for them to do anything offensively unless Alan Lazard and Christian Watson can make them pay. They lost MVS and Devontae. You know, I, okay, yes, they added Sammy Watkins, but like not really worried about that. So, yeah, they, they, they lost 14 touchdowns, right? Between Scanlon, who had three, and Adams, who had 11, and they kept the rest of them. Like, Lazard had eight. They, they have all the rushing touchdowns back, sort of thing. They lost Bobby 248 Tons. targets. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot of targets to lose. That's that's why I really like Aaron Jones. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get upwards of, you know, eighty or ninety targets this year out of the backfield, uh, and and really use him as as the dynamic weapon that he is in this offense. And we both like Lazard. A hundred percent on agree on Jones. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him split out like semi regularly and just have Dylan yeah. in the backfield because they're both good enough to be on the field at the same time. I think Dylan is an above average running back and would start for most teams. Um, So you got to use your weapons, especially if you're losing Devontae and MVS. Christian Watson is good. Don't get me wrong, but he's a rookie. So there's definitely a learning curve there. But Aaron Rodgers and Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. He's going to make the wide receivers better. Yeah. I have Aaron Rodgers personally outside of my top 12 quarterbacks. So I am not drafting him. I know you have him at 10 for you. He's our consensus 11th overall. Um, he just doesn't have the, doesn't have the guys. So. And I, I, he'll make the guys. <laughs> like, he's going to have just to. What he does. That's but, why they're giving him a ton of money. He, he better be able to make them. All right. Now that we have the trash out of the way, uh, we should talk <laughs> next about uh, the Detroit Lions. Um, They did add DJ Chark and Jameson Williams through the draft. And for that reason, I am down on Amonra St. Brown. Um, The the reason why you should be down on Amonra St. Brown is is if TJ Hawkinson's healthy. Because that too. And if if Hawkinson's healthy. Yeah. Like everything went right for Amonra to be a wide receiver one at the end of last season. And by everything went right, I mean literally that entire offense was sitting. Like yeah, it, it was hurt. it was Amonra and what Williams in the backfield. So maybe. Yeah, it, it was that they were they were severely shorthanded and Campbell took over calling the plays and was just like just throw it to that fast guy out there. <laughs> and Amonra is currently going in the sixth round. Yeah, that's a little too high. So, 
Uh, and and DJ Chark is a year removed from being somewhat decent of a, of a wide receiver. And and we both like like De- DeAndre Swift is is a really good running back and gets a ton of targets and and I believe was operating as like a top five running back until he got hurt on a points per game basis last year. So he he's somebody that I think is actually is going. He has pretty good value. You have to take him a little early to get him, um, but he'll give it. He'll deliver for you because of all the catches that he they. Goff will dump the ball down to him continuously. Yeah, I mean he had sixty two catches last year, so that volume is still there. He had almost eighty targets. It's going to be more of the same. It's going to be the same sad offense. Um, yep. All right. I wanted to save the Bears for the last, but I just can't. I mean, these rankings are just so disparate between the Bears and the Vikings. We'll save the Vikings for last. Um, For the Bears, it's really the only person that excites me is Darnell Mooney. That's it. Um, Uh, Maybe David Montgomery. Uh, do you think that he's a three down back anymore? Like, did Khalil Herbert emerge enough to take work away from Monty? Maybe a little bit, but I mean, I, I still don't see Montgomery falling out of being a running back two at worst. Um, Which is where we have him ranked as a low end RB two. Yeah, so I I think that is that is his his floor. Um, but I'd also say that we just don't think this offense is going to score a lot of touchdowns and touchdowns win you titles. So I just don't like it, it's hard. It's hard to roster a running back who isn't going to score much. Probably. Yeah. Um, I mean, Darnell Mooney had 140 targets and an elite target shared last season. Uh, I think he's going to have an elite target share percentage again this year. Um, he's the only guy I think that I'm going to try to draft. Um, Everybody likes Cole Komet a lot too um, as their sleeper. And I mean, maybe, but uh, I, you, you can't, you just don't want to draft that many bears this year. No. Mooney's going in the seventh round, which I like a lot. I think that's pretty good value. Yeah. I agree. Um, all right. That brings us to the most potent NFC North offense, at least I think so this year. And that is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, really no changes to the offense. Um, Kirk Cousins is around again. It's just, I guess, whether or not Adam Thielen can find a way to produce. He finished as a high-end flex receiver last year, wide receiver 28. He's just getting up there, getting a little long in the tooth. Um, But it's El Heffy season. It's open season. Just excited to see Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, and and new head coach and Kevin O'Connell is replacing Mike Zimmer, uh, the former offensive coordinator. Uh, for the Rams, so I uh, feel like hopefully they can draw up some plays to get Justin Jefferson as wide open as Cooper Cup was able to get open last year. And Delvin Cook is still a top five running back. Um, like, that's just who he is in, in that offense. And Kirk Cousins quietly finishes as uh, quarterback 11 last year. 
Um, he is not somebody that you necessarily have to draft this year. Um, but when you have that good of a wide receiver one, um, he's going to put up some quarterback one weeks because of his wide receiver one. Alex, without looking, how old is Dalvin? Um, he, uh, I'm going to guess say 27. He's 26. 26. Okay. He'll be 27 at the start of the season, born in 95. But yeah, because he, he was a rookie out of Florida State and, and got off to a really hot start and then tore his ACL. So yeah, I just, for whatever reason, I felt like he was around longer than that. But yeah. I'm no. surprised he's only 26. But that does it for us. That is the end of our NFC roundup. Uh, I think. I guess Alex and I haven't really chatted about what's coming next, but I think logically we're probably looking at quarterback and tight end rankings. Yeah. Rankings, ranking, rankings. Uh, my wife is having child number two here. Uh, we're recording this uh, a little bit early so we can play it next week when uh, theoretically a little Kaplan uh, will be joining the world. Uh, so um, really looking forward to that and uh, getting some rankings talking through some players. We, we recorded all of these videos for the sack of sheet um, and uh, weren't able to argue about any of them and just sit there and listen to each other and grit our teeth. Uh, so really looking forward to going back and forth with you arguing a little bit, getting some different perspective on guys uh, and, and getting everybody ready for drafts, uh, which are T minus about two months away. Wow. Are we early? Um, yeah, again, it's exciting, right? Follow us on Twitter. Be on the lookout for the Sacco Sheet. And thanks for listening. Have a good night. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sacco's podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sacco's.